Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sky Podcast. We're your host. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And happy Monday, Hollow Colt. Hope everything's going well. We're here to kickstart off your wonderful work week, as they all should be. Um, we are going to go into a rather lengthy listener experience for you today. It's another one of those long ones that are too long to have before a show, so we're just going to dedicate their own episode. Uh, but before we get into that, we got to get through the business. So check us out at all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Discord. Uh, what else? TikTok, Reddit, Discord. Yeah. Check us out. Search up the Hollow Sky podcast and you will find us. Become a member of the Hollow Cult if you're not already there. It's a good time. Another little piece of business that we got to mention. Uh, join us if you haven't. At 40 and Airwaves. 40 and Airwaves is the ultimate podcast conference. A whole weekend event, October 6th, 7th, and 8th in 2023. Uh, there's a live podcast, podcast panels, meet and greets, Sunday pancake breakfast. Uh, the full weekend event price is 50 bucks. There'll be a cash bar there. Uh, there's special uh, room rates available. If you just search up 40 and Airwaves link tree, it'll have links to everything you need to buy your tickets, to book your hotel rooms. All that good stuff. 14 Airwaves will be us, Hollow Sky Podcast, Cryptids of the Corn, uh, The Uncomfortable Podcast, Kill the Mockingbird Podcast, The Bump Podcast, and Appalachia Intelligence. Come and hang out with all of us and get weird with us. It's going to be a pretty dope weekend. Yeah, well, what more could you ask for? I mean, we're going to be there. Pancakes, so, pancakes and paranormal. Dude, 
It go. It's hand in hand. Yeah. It's, it's a must. Two of my favorite things. It's a must. If you have a experience you'd like for us to share, Kyle has some information you're going to want. Oh, I do. Uh, you can write your story out. You can record yourself. Whatever you want to do, shoot it over the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can text the holophone, which is going to be 1-618-556-0837. You can hit us up on our socials, but those get a little wonky. Email is honestly preferable for your submissions. It's just way easier for us to keep track. Um, And if all goes well, we're probably going to start doing the equivalent of two interviews a month. As long as we can, you know, maintain all that. So if you're down for an interview, send us a a snippet of what you got going on. You know, you don't have to send us the whole story, but give us an idea of what the conversation might entail. And we'll go from there. And don't don't freak out if we don't respond right away. (laughs) We do see the emails, but we have to do, you know. We're trying our best. Yeah, and we have to have a little bit of order about it, you know. So it's kind of one of them first come, first serves thing type situations. Uh, If you want to send us anything cool, weird, whatever, uh, the P.O. Box is P.O. Box 145, Fielden, Illinois, 62031. We're down with cool stuff. Hell yeah, we are. If you'd like to support the show, there's plenty of ways to do it. Our store is up and running. Got some shirts over there. Got some stickers. You can go peep that and check it out. We have a Patreon. If you like extra content, like some goodies, go over there, choose a tier, have some extra hollow cult in your life. We have a Venmo. If you'd like to throw some pocket change into our uh, bad habit fund, you can do that. We are grateful. Best thing you could do is share the show word of mouth. Keep the hollow cult growing. We're trying to kind of break this plateau we've been on for a while trying to kind of push us up into the next realm so the more we can get our name and our show out there the better it's going to be for everyone because eventually the more people that listen means the more time we have to do this the more time we have to do this means the more content we can put out so it's a win-win hell yes win-win you can also go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a wonderful rating and review. When I find it, I will gladly share it. This one today, I think, might be an edit to an edit to an edit. But we're oh, gonna damn. go. We're gonna go with just an edit to uh, review. It comes to us from my friend Caleb's football blog which at first was only four stars. Ooh. Said lots of UFO and alien talk. The show was great until the alien talk ramped up to 100. Can we talk about something else, please? Edit. Five stars. (laughs) An episode not about alien. Let's go. People don't mind alien talk, but when we get it from the mainstream media and then you guys, it just gets annoying. We need a break from it. Or we never get a break from it. You know what? I'll take it. It's five stars now. I'll take it. I mean... For me, aliens are always weird, so... Yeah, and, but I mean, I, I get it. I I personally don't. Kyle doesn't get it. And I don't only because I don't fucking watch mainstream media all the time. So, 
It's still always new to me. Yeah. Instead of changing your favorite podcast, just change your mainstream media. Huh? That's, hey, that's a valid point. Huh? Make us your mainstream media. Yes. That would be awful. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I think it's a, it's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> it's it, it makes the most sense in the long run. Kyle's got a very valid point. I do. Actually, yeah. Stop listening to the news. Start listening to yeah. the Hollow Boys. Yeah, most of the time we're trying not to talk about what the news is talking about. Lame shit. Yeah. Like Project Serpo. You didn't hear that on the news? No. Steve could Steve could run that right now, and I would still be as excited. I just, I'm not trying to talk about Tic Tacs in the sky all the time. No. We're talking, trying to talk about alien exchange programs. That's what I'm saying. The weird shit. The weirdness. Get down with the weirdness. All right. So, Caleb's football blog. Thanks for giving us not a five-star review and then replacing it with a five-star review. Yeah, I appreciate so, it. I'll allow it. That being said, we're going to jump into our listener experience of the day, which is also the entire meat of our show here, because it's pretty long. So we're going to go, we're just going to dive right into it. Again, if you do have long experiences that you take the time to write out, we will eventually get to them. We have... We have to have kind of a cutoff because if we put these super long ones in front of a show, there's not much room for a show for a show. So we'll, right. we'll we'll record them and put them in their place as we get to where we need to get. And you know what? Another thing that I'll just go ahead and say, because we're honest with you guys, um, sometimes these ultra long ones actually give me and Steve a little bit of a break. In a way, we don't have to work as hard. Yeah, because we don't Sometimes. have to do all this research. Right. So it is nice once in a while if life gets a little crazy and you fall back a little bit where you have these lean on, where you're like, okay, yeah. cool, awesome. This works out perfect. And then sometimes your stories are so insane that we're like, fuck what we wrote about. We're running this. Yeah. Also Because this is nuts. Also accurate. So, you know, but yeah, we're always honest with you guys. <sighs> So, here we go. This comes to us from our friend, Rachel. It is titled, 37 Years of Weird. It's a long time. I dig it. It's a long time. Rachel says, hi, Steve and Kyle, hollow cult forever. Hell yes. There's exclamation points there. So, it's hi, Steve and Kyle, hollow cult forever. I love the enthusiasm. Yes. Uh, you two are awesome, and I think your show has finally given me a place to share some of my life with the world. I'm Rachel from Oklahoma. Kyle, I know you weren't impressed with your recent drive through Oklahoma, but I think, <laughs> I think you missed out on the real places of magic here. Probably. We live in the rolling foothills east of the Wichita Mountains, and it is beautiful and sometimes a creepy-ass place. My partner Dakota and I are huge fans. We both listen religiously each week. Dakota's been pushing me to share my stories with you guys for a while now, and I guess today is the day. Well, shout out to Dakota for making that happen. I'm trying to get up the courage to join the Night Shift Live one of these days. Maybe I'll try to call in about the woods at a family property not far from here. We had some experiences over the holiday weekend. Uh, I also plan to share the stories below with the AI boys and Eric from Uncomfortable. Would love to hear all of your thoughts on my weird experiences. 
My subject line is the best way I could think of to sum up the oddities and curiosities I've experienced in my nearly 37 years on this floating rock. I'm not sure if I'm wired to receive the woo-woo stuff from the other side or what it is exactly. I come from a huge family and only a couple of us have this ongoing magnetism of the weirdness world. We were on a family trip when I was 13 or so, driving west outside of Amarillo headed to Colorado when my brother and I saw something extraordinary. We were in the back seat and the sun was coming up and we looked to the north. There was something very large running along the tree line in a pasture. It was huge, keeping pace with my NASCAR driving dad at probably 200 yards away. I'll drop in the picture you posted that the Facebook suggested that brought me to your podcast. I've been a fan ever since. Oh, I got you. I posted a picture on the Facebook, linked us over. Right. As far back as I can remember, I've always seen and felt things my family and friends did not. My siblings and I spent the first decade or so of my life in the farmhouse my mother and her eight siblings grew up in. The land that the farmhouse sat on has been in our family since the very late 1890s as part of the Oklahoma land runs. I've always wondered how much of what I've witnessed throughout the years on our home soil is because of the heartache and greed that occurred long before we ended up here. My first ghost encounter that I can remember was probably seven or... My first ghost encounter that I can remember, I was probably seven or so. It happened in the house, and it was my maternal great-grandmother. She passed away when I was two. She had told my mother when I was born that I was her special baby since I was the only grandkid or great-grandkid that was born with her striking color of auburn hair and big dark brown eyes. She bought me a special porcelain angel that hung in my room for years. I'd woke... I had woken up scared like I did most nights and she was sitting on my bed and told me that there was nothing to be afraid of. Just listen to her voice and listen to the wind and go back to sleep. She would keep me safe. The most interesting part of that encounter to me is that I had no memories of the sound of her voice since she died when I was so young and she was a younger version of herself, not the old feisty woman that marked me special at birth. I've always wondered if my guardian angel came to me as her I saw a man through the fence slats that disappeared into nowhere one afternoon. I had constant vivid dreams as a child, and I still have them to this day. Um, I think we'll stop and talk about that so far. Uh, definitely curious to your uh, cryptid encounter right off the rip. Uh, I'm going to guess that the picture she's referring to, she sent us an email, but I pull all of the subject from the email and I put it into a file folder so I don't have the picture right with us. I think it was the one of the big Ohio Bigfoot that you sent me, Dogman. Oh, the yeah, The big yeah, yeah. gray yep, one. Yep, 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 yep. Um, very interested in a little more information on that. How big the thing was. Uh, Dude, they've owned that property for a long time. Like, it's been in the family, you know, she was saying. And which I love. I love the fact that there's that much history there for, you know, all of all of her generation there. Yep. And she makes a good point about all of the uh, trauma and heaviness that's on that land from the from the land runs, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it definitely could spark up some spiritual 
you know, absolutely, I guess, whether it be malevolent or benevolent. Um, it's also cool that she is in touch with her great grandmother so much. The fact that she even visited, uh, post death. I like that. She states that she didn't recognize she shouldn't, she should not know the sound of her mother or great, great grandmother's voice because she doesn't remember hearing it because she was so young. Right. It was pretty cool. Uh, Rachel says, I will mention that I grew up in a mixed religion home, but a very faith oriented and happy home. I feel like our life, I feel like our life was like being in Mayberry. My family was very close on both my mother's and father's side. My dad was raised in the church of Christ and told us he had been to church enough until he was 18 to last the rest of his life. And my mother was Catholic. My parents agreed that we should be raised with faith at the center of our lives. And my mom took us to church every week in religious education classes from kindergarten through high school. When my sister was with us for the weekend, we would go to the Church of Christ on Sunday service with my grandma. Growing up Catholic, we were taught that ghosts were not real and that souls went to purgatory until they were prayed out of by the living. If you saw a ghost, it was a demon and you just needed to stay away from all of it. I still say the Lord's Prayer, a Hail Mary, and a Glory Be every night before I sleep and when I wake up scared. The Lord's Prayer has chased shadows from my room and calmed my heart more times than I can count. There's real, There really is power in prayer. I'd bet my life on it. We were told that if you were really an exemplary soul, you went straight to heaven or straight to hell if you were a real shit ass. <laughs> hell Yeah. But most folks would just go to purgatory. Those <laughs> damn real, shit asses. Real shit ass. <laughs> most souls would just go to purgatory. The Church of Christ side was a little tougher. God softened my grandma's heart near the end of her life, and she finally admitted that she didn't think I was bound for hell just for being Catholic. She loved us with her whole heart and never stopped trying to save our souls, but she finally started to realize that the way she had been taught may not be the only way to heaven. For her sake, I hope she's resting peacefully, waiting for Jesus to come back and release her to heaven. Personally, I know ghosties and ghoulies are real, and I like to think of purgatory as another dimension right here on earth. That's a whole other section of my life that I'm still sorting through, though, and probably will be until I die. I've never personally believed that God doesn't want any of us in hell, or I've always personally believed that God doesn't want any of us in hell, so we can work off the bad deeds from this life in purgatory or through reincarnation. Please don't tell my granny. She would be so pissed that I'm saying that out loud. Don't tell her I think all aliens and Bigfoots and creepy weird shit in the woods are just as real as humans are, and that God created all of them as well. We just don't have a Bible for their story because the Bible just guides humans on our journey. I was encouraged to learn and grow in faith outside of the Catholic Church all throughout my life. Even my favorite nun wanted us to, to explore the different religions and belief systems of the world so we could find our own closeness to God. Uh, R.I.P. Sister Joanne. Shout out to Sister Joanne. I can respect that that thought process, too, and the way the way you were raised. I mean, that to me, that is like being well-rounded at the very, very least. Like that undersells everything that you've you've worded here, but I can appreciate it so much because it... I think it makes you more open than most people are ever going to be. And that level of understanding, in my opinion, is very important. 
Yep. And I mean, it is, it's just, it's, it's like open-mindedness to the fullest when it comes to the extent of religion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I love, I, I especially love the idea that because we know Steve and I both know, and all of you know how decisive religion can get. But I think it's awesome that you grew up in a house where it was two separate religions. And yet you guys were all as close as you were. I think that's that's awesome. And that and to me, that's what it's supposed to be. Is everybody is finding their own path. You know, and like you worded it, the their close their closeness to God. They encourage that, which I think is perfect. I think that's amazing. And that's how all loving is supposed to be portrayed, giving you the option to make those decisions, right? And you find your right path. I, th- I think that is just awesome. Yeah. It was It was stated very eloquently in here. I like, guess that's a good way to put was, it. It was, it was very well put. So Sister Joanne would be proud. Uh, my parents never denied that I was seeing and experiencing things that they didn't. Even if they thought I was weird, I was their weirdo and they were damn proud of me for the way my brain worked. Thank goodness for that because a few years later, my mom and I would have a life-altering 4th of July weekend mass. I don't know how familiar you are with the stigmata phenomenon, but it is definitely worth a multi-episode deep dive down on its own. There were so many forms of stigmata that science and skepticism cannot explain. Here is my story. Oh, shit. I've... I've started putting together little pieces of the stigmata that I was going to do an episode on, but I haven't got to it yet. So I'm pretty excited right now. It was the 4th of July weekend and we were attending Saturday night mass before we went to a big fireworks and carnival in a neighboring town. I was 10 or 11, not totally sure. We were only a few rows back from the altar with myself, my mom, my younger brother, my uncle, and two cousins around the same age. We had reached the halfway point of the Mass, and the priest was beginning the preparation of the Eucharist. You know, the part where other religions think we're nutty or witchy, where the priest prays the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Christ. We're kneeling during this part. This is normally where a young kid's head starts to lull and their eyes are closing, dreaming about hot dogs and hamburgers and wondering how awesome the fireworks are going to be later. However, I'm not doing any of these things. I'm intently watching the priest's hands. He's saying the prayers, which I know by heart, and I'm reciting them in my head along with him. I'm starting to notice something very odd. When he raises the host, which is the bread, and the chalice full of wine, it looks like he has cut his fingers and there's blood rolling onto the chalice. I start to squirm and try to get a closer look. I had no idea that my mom was seeing exactly the same thing that I was seeing. She leaned over and quietly whispered, what are you looking at? I told her, the priest cut his hands on the cup. Does he not feel the blood on his hands? I was concerned that it was a lot of blood and he needed to stop the service. All of this took place in less than a minute. There are white hand towels the priest will rinse his fingers with before touching anything else, and I notice he's wiping his hands, but there's no blood. Not one single spot on the whites of the towels. My mom saw the same thing. She didn't want to coach me through what I saw, but later confirmed when I explained to her that night exactly what I saw, that she had seen it too. She asked her brother, my uncle, if he had seen anything strange, and he said no. 
Not at all. Just a normal mass. His kids didn't see anything. My little brother didn't see anything. Only my mom and I saw it. At the time, we had no idea what we witnessed. We have a cousin that's a priest, and our mom reached out to him a while later and asked him if he knew what we saw. He was very patient and thorough in explaining the profound experience we had. We had witnessed a stigmata. He knew the priest who said our mass that day and encouraged him to write mom or encouraged mom to write him a letter explaining what we saw. The priest responded to us. He requested to stay anonymous. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com but encouraged us to share our story when we felt compelled to do so. He believed that God had allowed us to witness a miracle, but he did not know the why or the how. He did not witness it, even though it was happening with his own hands. I feel like this day would lead me through some of the hardest days of my life and remind me that there are most definitely, there's most definitely something greater than us out there. I would go on through my youth to have numerous experiences that included seeing a small girl in the doorway of our new house. This new house was built by a distant cousin, and we were the second family to live in it. No little girl had died there, at least not since it was built in the 60s. My brother and next-door neighbor would both hear a girl's voice calling their names, but never, but never saw Cindy. We call her that because my brother said that he just knew that that's what was her name. All throughout my teen years, the dogs would wake in the middle of the night and chase shadows, and you can still occasionally hear a door closing down the hallway or footsteps walking across the tile. Dakota has had a few strange experiences in this same house as well. Maybe I can convince him to tell you those himself one day. Um, 2004 came around and our entire world was rocked. My dad was tragically killed in an accident on Father's Day weekend. That's awful. Yeah, that's a knife through the heart there. Holy smokes. Um, dang. The day before my brother's birthday and four days before I turned 18. At the time, no one but my dad and I knew that I'd been having dreams that he was going to die weeks prior to the accident. The dreams were never the same, but the overall theme of the dreams were. Each time, we would be doing some fun family activity and something so normal and routine would take him from us. I didn't tell him until I had three or four of them. 
He responded with a phrase that still rings in my head 19 years later. Annie, which was his nickname for me, the only guarantee in life is that none of us are going to make it out alive. It sounds like we were all having fun right up to the end. You can't be afraid to live. I try to live my life with that motto as much as possible. It took me a few years to tell anyone else about these dreams. I finally started to share them when I would begin having other prophetic dreams. Real quick, is it me or do you get the sense that the dad took her serious? Just think about it. Think about the words that he chose to tell his daughter that day. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because what would your response be? Oh, it's just my I know it my it's just, it's a, just dream. a dream. Yep. But the fact that, I mean, A, he sounds like a hard ass, which is awesome. Uh, but it just, it gives me the inkling that he might have seen, he might have took you a lot more serious than maybe you realized. And maybe you did realize that. I don't know. But that's that's where my gut's pulled right now because his choice of words are very interesting. Yeah, they're they're not dismissive at all. Exactly. Which is what most, like you said, mo- what most people would do. It's just a dream. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I can, it's so weird because it's like he accepted it. Right. And I know a lot of people do, but to the contrary, like I have been in that headspace once in a while here of late, like the idea of me leaving my children and wife and, it terrifies me. Absolutely terrifies me. It almost, yeah, man. It almost makes you wonder if maybe he may have been aware of it too. That's what I mean. Like, <clears throat> and in in her case, it, it sounds like, oh, I don't know. I like, it sound. It feels weird to say this, but it it almost seems like there is some type of divine entity or spirit or situation that has connected with her on, on some level and is, you know, now she is more sensitive to these things. She experiences things in the fact that she, her and her mother both got to see. Yeah. It's almost like the whole family. It's weird. I'm curious as maybe she said it and I didn't pay attention, but if the grand, the great grandmother was on the mother's side or the father's side, but at this point it wouldn't matter because it's almost like both sides were in tune. And it's that, but that's what makes it even cooler is the fact that both of them were from different religions, but the way I don't like, like when you, when you step back and really start thinking about it, like what the, the, uh, forgive me. Was it the nun? Yeah, that that talked to her about that. Like, think about that wording as well. A lot of religion is decisive. Yeah, why didn't her but, nun shun it? Yeah, right. Like, it, it just seems like this perfect, this perfect scenario for you and your family. And your family, it's almost like you elevated yourselves spiritually to a point. I don't know. Like it's hard to get out in words, yeah. but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. I, I think it's beautiful at the in the end. I really do. I mean, it's ultra unfortunate that you lost your father, but I don't know. Like it just, 
and I wasn't there. I, you know, and I, I don't know anything, but it just, the way it's worded makes me envision this layer of peace that came with him, like this acceptance, this peace to it. And, uh, like he was just in this mindset of like, no, we're like, we need, regardless, we, we, we need to live our lives. You know, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's making me feel some type of way. He was, he was almost not being, almost being the opposite dismissive. He was almost like trying to comfort her. Like, yeah, if it is going to happen, you know, it's going to happen. Right. You can't, you can't stop doing what you're doing and worry about it all this time. Right. I think it's beautiful. It, It is. It is almost like the whole family, both sides have some sort of connection to, uh, either the spiritual realm, realm, something beyond, like she noted, maybe it was her guardian angel. Maybe they all had a connection to Bro, something I dig it. that keeps an eye on them. I dig it. Or even, even beyond keeping an eye on them, almost like keeping them spiritually and emotionally prepared, like kind of keeping their armor tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Cause yeah, it would, you know, it's unbelievably devastating that she lost her father, but it's almost like something was trying to prepare her emotionally yeah. for that day. And maybe something was preparing him as well, because his response seems like he too may have known that this was coming. Right. Yes. Yep. And it was just that, that whole mental and spiritual preparation. And it, it actually makes a lot of sense if they, if that family was as religious as they were for him to be as accepting of the situation, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people would call, would, would call it like the, okay, well I'm being called home now. Like it's okay. Yeah. You know, they, they're not, they're not, they don't get ultra high strung about it because it's where they want to go eventually anyways. And there's just this calming effect to it. Like, okay, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just that that just that little bit right there has my brain just rocketing off into other dimensions. And then it's almost like it's almost like their their religious open mindedness, their spiritual open mindedness, almost like set them apart, like set set them at a next level. Yes, to where we're almost almost like they can be in tune with these kind of things. Yeah. Like she saw essentially the guardian angel that was her grandmother. She saw stigmata. the miracle of the stigmata. She can for she essentially foretold the death of her father, where she probably unbeknownst to her at the time, she was emotionally preparing herself for what was going to happen. Yep, it's almost like like leveling up. Like it's fucking weird, man. Yeah, like you. But it's 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 weird in a good way, right? Outside of the fact that you lost your father, I don't, I don't wish that at all, um, because it's devastating. You know, uh, I'm a Klingon. I would want to stay with my family as long as I possibly can. Yeah, I don't know, and I, I think it's just so far the overall message has been pretty, pretty awesome. I am um, curious as to what the other prophetic dreams were. Yeah. If they if they dealt with just random happenings in your life, if they dealt with random happenings, random people around the world, if they involved uh, more death, if they involved uh, 
good things, essentially, you know, I'm just curious as to, as to what they are, how often they happened and if they're still happening because that, that, and that's a whole episode in itself right there as right. well. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, let me see where I'm at. Uh, I would have other prophetic dreams. She goes on to say, strangeness amps up, amped up for several years after his death, but it's a little quieter these days. If you don't catch, or if you don't count the occasional weird watcher dreams or the noises from the woods. What are watcher dreams? I need an elaboration. Yeah, we're going to need immediately. That. I don't know if you go into it uh, from here, but we're going to need to know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, weird watcher dreams. Okay. It sounds almost as like what I was talking to you about earlier. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the day before Dad's funeral, another uncle was replacing a light fixture in my parents' bedroom. Uh, the electricity was off. I was manning the breaker box to help. I know the main breaker was off. I flipped it myself. My uncle screws the wire on the nut or the wire nut on, and the bulb glows to life. Scared him so bad he nearly fell off the bed he was standing on. Then he laughed and told my dad he got to the point and the light. <laughs> Then he laughed and told my dad he got the point and the light went out. <laughs> it's almost like, yeah, it's like her now her dad's watching out or her grandmother watched out. Yeah. A couple months go by and my mom and brother were in her room having a pretty rough night and a very large piece of art was lifted off the wall and laid on the bed where they were crying. Around the same time, the porcelain angel my great-grandmother had bought me fell to the floor and broke. I guess it was time for me to start protecting myself or at least figuring out how to do it without the angel. I haven't heard or seen her since that day. When we received the official autopsy report, my mom decided she would read it when we were gone. She was reading how his heart continued to pump but slowed down and eventually stopped. She felt a hand smooth her hair and rest on her shoulder. She couldn't finish the report but she felt the comforting hand the whole time she cried until she could compose herself again. November 2005 is when the TV decided to remind us of Daddy. It was their anniversary. We had put a tape in the VCR to record that night's episode of Lost while we were with the neighbors. We get back home and try to play the tape. It's static, with faint voices in the background. And suddenly, my dad's face from his obituary picture fills the screen. We still have the tape and it still shows the image of his face. I kept an old VCR just so I can watch it when I want to remember that night. Wow. That gave me goosebumps. It's weird, man. I don't even have an explanation for that. No. They're, they're yeah. They're, no. I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that your father essentially comforted your mother in her time of need, you know. And he's all, and like he's he's reminding them to like, like, still keeping an eye out. Yeah, which is fantastic, right? And maybe that's why we haven't got through the story yet. But maybe that's why the original angel ends up leaving. I wonder what the faint. Voices in the background are. Um, could you make out what they're saying? Uh, I'm just curious as to maybe there's maybe there's more message here to be found than just the obituary image. Uh, 
Those are the most significant events from the first 20 years or so of my life. It got really weird during the mid-2000s to 2020. I had a life-saving interference on a desolate highway, and I was pretty sure I lived through a demon house possession. This time in my life would probably need a part two. <laughs> I'd love to talk all about this stuff in a phone interview. Dakota keeps telling me to reach out after last week's night shift to mention the stigmata briefly. I took it as a sign to go ahead and make contact, so here I am. I'm open for discussion and ideas, but I do hold pretty firmly to my faith in God, Jesus, angels, demons, Buddha, all of them. I've always thought that they are telling the same story, just translating in a, in a way that makes sense to their audience. You can reach me here on my cell phone number. Uh, if you want to get more information, I'm happy for you to use any part of this as a listener experience or set up an interview. Uh, you can reach me on my cell phone. We love what you two are doing. Uh, if my life of weirdness can help add content and encourage someone else to come forward, that would be great. Thanks for reading, Rachel in Oklahoma. Rachel, first off, thank you for sharing your experiences with us. Yes. We, I think we'll definitely uh, try to set something up where yeah. we can speak because um, I, while I absolutely appreciate you sharing your experiences, I don't feel like my reading does them justice. No. You know, because we are, we're just attempting to interpret these things that actually happened to you. I would like you to know, get your take on you that. You know, now that I think about that, I kind of like that. Yeah, I mean... I like the idea that we... Like, even even if... Like, if we sat down with her, we recap this story. I like the idea that we get a little bit of a raw experience with it. Yeah. You know, and then... We get to put our spin on it. Yeah. How we take it in. Yes. Just from from the words she put on the screen. Right. And then, you know, Circling if we, if we circle back and she she could confirm some of the, the things or maybe, you know, maybe we strike a chord with it and she remembers something different. And because whenever you and me are doing this, uh, the waters are a little bit more calm. Yeah. Right. We don't. And when we're in conversation with somebody. Uh, maybe you get afraid to ask a question or there's so much going on where I have a tendency of hanging on. Like I think of a question to ask, but you're still talking. So I hang on to that question and then you keep talking, but I block that out. So I miss everything because I'm hanging on to this question. So I kind of like this. I really do. And I, I, I'm with Steve. I would, I would be more than happy to sit down and talk about this to talk about uh, your demon house, which sounds fucking terrifying. Yeah. But you, you sound like a damn spiritual badass. <laughs> that you probably took that shit in stride. I mean, you just yeah. I don't know. Like I just I feel like there's probably something special about you. You sound very comfortable where you're at spiritually. Yeah. yeah. And that, uh, that says a lot. Absolutely. And, you know, and, uh, me and Steve would never try to sway you from that position at all. all. Yeah. I love, I love differing thoughts and ideas because <laughs> the way you explain it is pretty much exactly how I have tried to explain it time and time again. I just <laughs> didn't do it as well as you. So, but 
I can appreciate it so, so much. We don't have enough of, of that overall acceptance. Like the, the word acceptance is like, it's not anymore. Yeah. If you're not me, then fuck you. That's the way of the world. Right. And I'm, I'm kind of with you in the way you perceive everything. And I just, I really, really like it. It was, that was, it was very enlightening. Yeah. I really liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, we we will definitely be reaching out. I might either shoot you an email back or no. I forgot that we have your cell number. We might text you from the holophone and try to set something up because it would it would be very interesting, like Kyle said, to sit down and kind of circle back through what you've already talked to us here. And like we have we had put out put forth some questions in the episode and also to to delve in to this second almost 20 years of your life where you said things get really weird because if the if the second half is really weird compared to the first half weird it's got to be we're here with it for sure uh but again rachel thank you so much for taking the time to share your experiences with us uh it's it's greatly appreciated it is it is and we will be in contact again if anyone else has these these long form experiences, especially if you have a life of weirdness that you would like to get out, like for us to share. If you're not comfortable calling in and talking about it, if you have some time, type it down and send it our way. Yeah, absolutely. We will, we will get to it and put it out there because like these these are prominent experiences. And that, all of our long ones have been not I mean, they're all good, but it's like the long ones you guys have done such a good job at like really putting us there. Yeah which I can f- appreciate so, so much. You know, I understand, and I'm not trying to take shots at anyone, but just these long ones, you guys have just really fucking done such a good job at making us feel what you're saying. And I hope that me and Steve to portray that as best as we can. You know, uh, like Steve said, we can only do so much justice yeah. in regards to, like, your words, but... Um, I, I I don't know why when I sit down and think about it, I, I kind of enjoy that process. The only time I feel out of pocket is when it's like, when it feels like a life altering experience. Yeah. I feel like I can't bring the. Like the emotion it, yes. to it. I can't emotionally yeah. do it justice as to the yeah. impact it had on their lives. Right. Because right. I wasn't there. It wasn't me. You know. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, uh, I have, I've recently thought about, being away from my family and it fuck it sucks it is the absolute worst feeling that i've had to date it is heavy it's uh, reality is so much heavier when you have children it is crazy how much heavier your your burden gets it changes everything it really does because it just it makes you want to always do better yeah, you know, because like as a as a parent, you're supposed to be there to protect and and just be there, and you want to at the bare minimum, you want to see your kid grow, you know, and experience things and laugh and all of it. It's just, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I I I, t- I take true solace in the fact that from your story, it sounds like your father is watching over all of you, which is. That is so awesome. 
And I mean, it was, when you say it like that, your dad passed. And once, it's almost like he took the reins of being that spiritual guardian over your family. Yeah, that's what I said. Maybe that's why the angel angel backed off off because he took took over. And I can, I can, I can deal with that. I like that. That, that was, that was solid. Uh, again, can't thank you enough, Rachel, for taking the time to share your experiences with us. Hollow Cold, don't be afraid to reach out and um, share your stories. Kyle gave you all the information at the beginning of the show. That being said, we're going to wrap it up right quick. Uh, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Uh, yeah, just hope everybody had a good Monday and this kind of gets it kicked off in the right direction. And until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, and take heed of the words that Rachel's dad left her with. You cannot be afraid to live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.